0: And, of course, hello. The greatest way to start any recording, <laughs> the word hello. Uh, welcome to Natural Treasures podcast. This is our second week at uh, the Sculpture Park in the Forest of Dean. and to d- Now, you might have heard that snarling. I was going to come to it later hey. on, but the dogs have been a nightmare. We are currently with Nick Page, who sent us to the Sculpture Trail uh, at his house with his lovely dog, who is Laura's dog's best friend. Though Laura's dog seems to want to kill it. Uh, So in the background, which you can't, by the way, because Laura's dog is about the size of this dog's paw, um, he's being very, very patient with Mackie, who's being an utter bitch. Um,
2: (laughs) You have got a Jack Russell and an Akita cross with a Doberman hanging out together. There we go. Now they're doing doing some ear licking. A a
3: four kilo dog and a 52 kilo dog. (laughs)
2: Um, Hello Nick Page. Hello,
3: Um, also that made it sound as though the sculpture trail was at my house. The sculpture trail is not at my house. (laughs) It is not at Nick's
0: house. No. Uh, It's in the Forest of Dean.
2: Yeah, we had a good time, didn't we? We had a
0: really nice time.
2: As we packed up the mic, leaving, we sort of said to ourselves, this is my favourite one I've done in ages, so yeah. thank you for sending us. Because yes.
0: when we go on walks, historically... <laughs> they've been they've shit. They've been shit, yeah. Like, the first one was <laughs> Devil's Dyke, and...
2: Oh, was, but you falling down that hill is probably the only reason... I was- have
0: you seen the film The Money Pit with Tom Hanks? Yes. yes. You know, just keeps falling, and you think he's reached <laughs> the end of his fall, yeah. and there's more... <laughs> I did that in real life, but it was the first podcast we recorded for this like project, and we'd done about five minutes, and then I fell and just wiped the phone. It was a nightmare. Yeah,
2: we had to start the whole recording again. <laughs> and then
0: Jen Bristerson it's a Box Park in box Hill park, box Hill park in Surrey. Yeah, and it was just so muddy and steep and awful.
2: So Nick's a comedian. You might have seen him on Britain's Got Talent, being excellent.
3: I keep forgetting I did that. Yes.
2: Yeah wonderful. You, you might have seen him at any gig up and down the country. Mackie! <laughs> this, oh my goodness!
0: This dog, right, has been, she's ruined my day. She, <laughs> she's sulked. Lay down. Thank you. That's a trained dog, Laura.
2: Right, sit.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good girl. Roll over. She... That's a trained dog
0: too. Right. She turned up, she sulked in the car, literally sulked because Laura took her out of the house. Then she, she, a terrier, just sort of like trailed behind us like a sullen teenager, like, well, he brought me on this walk. Now she's screaming at Moshi. Yeah. There we go.
3: The first time I ever went to the Sculpture Trail, just after it opened, like early 90s, I was roped into helping my mother with sulky teenagers. Because <laughs> she was doing an exchange. Um, my aunt works for the American University in Rome. She'd sent a couple of Italians over, they were staying with my mother. Uh, She decided that because she'd seen a programme about the Sculpture Trail, that she should take these two 14-year-olds from Rome to the Sculpture Trail on a rainy afternoon, and I would help. Uh, One of them had a bad leg for some reason, one of them had really bad asthma, uh, um, I kept referring to them as Giuseppe Stumpy and Giuseppe Wheezy. Um, <laughs> and I, then I had to piggyback them alternately because the one of them would like, hobble for a bit and then I'd piggyback him until the other one was wheezing too badly and then I would carry him on my back while the other one limped along beside complaining. Um, and I thought that you should have that joy. <laughs> well, thank,
0: well, thanks to Mackie, we were bloody close. She weed everywhere... Laura left the poo bags at home so you're just carrying around like a little bin bag with poo in it.
2: Yeah, that was a sad moment.
3: I read a horrific thing a guy who said he'd like to put some cold sausages in a poo bag and carry it to the park.
1: No! Um,
3: And then eat the sausages at the end of his walk out of the poo bag.
0: It's just a plastic bag. When uh, Pete Otway, comedian, on his stag do, we were staying in this like Airbnb over the road was a bin bag and we made uh, peanut butter, hot chocolate... Uh, poo put it in a poo bag dressed him up like the worst like moronic outfit I made him just go and sit in this bus stop eating his peanut butter he's like, that about 20 minutes. I've never laughed so hard in my life
2: <laughs> <laughs> so apart from your first visit to yes. the sculpture trial, how often have you been do you go along? um
3: yeah I'd say I mean we've been a few times since we've moved here and it's just one of those things every few years I'll be like, oh, mm. I need to go and do that again.
2: It's really nicely done. We were saying this. It's nice because it's like you obviously walk in the country mm. every day. Yeah. And that is like slightly sanitized walk in the country. Yes. On the nature trail. So it is a walk, but there's signposts everywhere. And it, you know you're not about to step into a bog.
3: Yes. I mean, there are bits where you can step into a bog, yeah. um, but they signpost did, Will did have a Well, of a little course slip. you did,
0: because you're the falling down man. <laughs> I am. I, and annoyingly, I have today I bought an umbrella. I bought sensible shoes, and it was the most sanitised one. Who goes one. from walking the country with an umbrella? Me.
2: Will doesn't have a wet coat. I don't
0: have a waterproof coat. That's one. it,
2: waterproof coat.
0: Can't own one. Okay, I've got one for you to take away. No, I, I can get one, but I just have the very little need for it. Well, clearly you do because people keep sending you on walks in the country. You do a podcast
2: about going out for the day. And I've
0: never died.
2: Mm, That's because I've kept you alive.
0: uh, Yes. um, And so here's a question I had actually. Yeah. How often, if ever, do they change the sculptures? They've, I mean, over the
3: years they've added to it and some of them, because of what they're made, have sort of rotted away. Sure. As well. Some of them are definitely in a far worse state now than they were 30 years ago. Mm. I mean, I suggested the sculpture partly because I assumed you would invite me to join you. Um, No. But uh, no, that's clearly not how it works.
2: Also, because we have that palaver, because your first choice of day out was Crocodile World, which sounded frankly excellent. Could I get Crocodile World to give me a yes or a no answer on whether we could visit? Well, again,
3: that was because I was hoping to be invited to Crocodile World, because although I said it was my favourite day out, I've not actually ever been. Nick! (laughs) Nick!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nick! We could just go to Crocodile World. It's not like, like
2: make a wish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My we could fa- just
2: go to Crocodile World sometime. We hang out all the time. Let's My favourite day, yeah, probably
0: high tea at Claridge's. Actually.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I like I keep meaning to go, and obviously I'm busy doing other stuff. So I figured that would be a really good excuse to go. It's like, oh, we can't go to Crocodile World for the day because it's for Laura's podcast, um, and then that would be a good excuse for me to not do other things that I'm supposed to be doing.
2: Why do not you start up the Crocodile World podcast? On behalf what of... would
3: episode two be? <laughs> <laughs> also, I've got no interest in doing a podcast.
2: Uh, you don't. Neither know. have you we. To be fair, no.
3: This is weird. Like I'm a total. Fr- I've got no tattoo. No podcast. I don't
2: have a tattoo. Uh,
3: but you've got like nine
2: podcasts. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like a podcast though. Mm. It's stuff you can do from home. I quite like that. Okay. You're a gigaholic, though. You love to be out gigging.
3: If I don't get the adulation of strangers, I cease to exist. It's like, you know, when you say, I don't believe in fairies, one dies. Yeah. Yeah, if I don't get, like, clapped by people that have no
0: idea who I am and are never going to see me again, then, you know. The problem is, I often get that at gigs. <laughs> the lack of adulation from strangers. Ah. Go on.
2: You grew up round here, didn't you?
3: I grew up in Cheltenham. So in in a town, yeah, yep. like. But Cheltenham is basically a village.
2: Why is this area called like Cheltenham? Because like it's 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 West Country, but to me West Country is Somerset, Devon Cornwall. It's weird because yeah, we're not it.
3: we're not quite West Country, and we're not quite the Midlands, mm. and we're we're definitely not quite Wales. See, the is so, the Molvans. Mal, the Molvans is is that way like twelve miles. Yeah. Um, and that's over the border in Worcestershire. We're still Gloucestershire. Yeah. Although the house opposite is in Herefordshire. Uh, and then 50 metres down the road is Worcestershire. And then that way is like, there's a little dog leg where it's Gloucestershire again. So we're, we're, the, we're the the last house in Gloucestershire. We're like, you know in The Hobbit where they go to the last homely house? Yeah. Before, the, yeah, that's that's us.
0: Great. You can probably find Nick's house now for, from that. Oh, God. You've doxed yourself. I've got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nick's phone number is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You'll know it—the smell of focaccia wafting out of the window. That was
0: good focaccia. That also pomegranate <sighs> and pistachio Turkish delight. When I asked where it was from, I was told quite simply, Turkey. I can't go there. Honestly, oh, I was there for work a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, I've am i worked really hard to
3: become middle class, and I know.
0: Oh, the, you, you, you please. <laughs> by revelate. which I mean
3: married brilliantly, because um, I'm just educated. A, a lot of comic basically most comics—are middle-class people pretending they're working class. Sure. And I'm scum pretending he's middle class and I think I'm doing pretty well at
2: it. You're plummy and full of baked delights in your country pile. (laughs) We turned up to a, what's it, like a... A harvest of gourds on the, <laughs> on the table outside. They're
3: assorted squashes and courgettes,
2: yes. Yeah, it's magnificent. I love it. I said to Will when we got here, I was like, you'll be here between four and four and a half minutes and the thought will cross your mind to just sell up and move here. But
0: unfortunately, I own nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to sell? My landlord's flat. Sell my fiancé. Goodbye.
2: Yeah. How did you get into comedy?
0: Oh, for a bet. Uh, after a stag
3: do, there were some stupid bets going around, and I'd agreed to either go and do a comedy gig or pass myself off as Belgian for a week. <laughs> um, and I realised I knew nothing about being Belgian. I speak no Flemish. Um, I don't even think Tintin's very good. So it was do a gig. Yeah. And I remembered that somebody I'd spoken to who was like a friend of a friend... Had mentioned that they knew the guy that owned Jester's Comedy Club in Bristol back when Jester's was good. And I phoned him up and said, Look, I I need to do a gig um, for a bet. And I've noticed you're open at weekends. So I was thinking I'd come down. I free like this Saturday or the Saturday after, uh, come down and do like half an hour of my stories and stuff. Mm. And thankfully, he really wanted to sleep with the girl who was the friend of a friend. So Uh rather than telling me to bugger off and hanging up, he was like, no, you need to go and do like a five minute open mic spot. And then like if you're OK at that, then you do like a 10. And then, um, and then he was like, so, um, yeah, Smoke and Mirrors in Bristol. That's, that's where you need to go on a Sunday. Uh, Mark Olver's the guy that organised it. Lovely, I'll introduce you. Mark Olver. There you go. Well, he, yeah, he used to like run the student comedy thing at Jester's on a Wednesday.
2: Ah, um, Matty! Oh, my goodness
0: a day of this listener a day of this
3: so he was like yeah come come along he said in fact uh, pick me up on the way you're bringing Emma aren't you yes okay so make sure you bring Emma and um, (laughs) then I'll take you and introduce you but bring Emma um, and um, then I can yeah show you the in fact what we'll do come to my place we'll go in my car uh, we'll pick Emma up on the way gig Um. possible Emma definite yeah Anyway, so I went along and watched the first time, and it was Russell Howard, Mark Olver, a guy called Simon Dunn, who was one of the writers on Smack the Pony, and Will Hodgson, uh, and a couple of nutters. And I was like, well, I'm as funny as them. I'll come and do this next week. And edited down a story about an emergency operation for a twisted testicle. And told that. Um, yeah, so I went and, went, and did, went and did a gig the following week. And then that was on the Sunday. And then... My next gigs were the following Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday at Jester's Comedy Club doing a middle 15 in between Hattie Hayridge and Mitch Ben.
0: When was this?
3: This was in 2001. So my comedy career is now 21 years old. It can get an HGV licence, it can drink in America. Wow.
2: What's happening now?
3: Uh, Now my son is trying to break in through the conservatory.
0: (laughs) When we arrive. Nick's son is 35. (laughs) (laughs) Book Churchill's Wizards
3: about. That sounds good. Um, it's about the people that did the sort of behind-the-scenes fake operations, like mincemeat and things like that. Love mincemeat. Great operation. What's
2: mincemeat? What?
3: Oh, they uh, put. They planted fake plans on a body which they dumped in the ocean, so it would appear that a spy had been washed overboard from a ship, so that um, prior to the D-Day landings, the uh, Germans moved their forces to the wrong
0: place. Yeah, it's a really good. Um, episode of, and here I am on my podcast, doing another one, Mystery on the Rocks. Yeah. Chris Stokes, Suze Kempner, and Masood Mylas. There's a really good episode about Operation Mince Me on their podcast. Oh, cool. really well, good. Feel
3: free to borrow Churchill's Wizard. There
0: we go. Oh, thank you. I, I, I'd love that, yeah. So what is your favourite sculpture of all time at the Sculpture Park? The one that you've seen and you're like, that's the best one. I've always loved the Giant's Chair.
2: I don't think we got to the Giant's Chair. So we chair. took I think,
0: the right.
3: shortcut B. <laughs> okay. Um, The giant's chair was like the emblem of the sculpture trail for ages. Okay. And it was just enormous pieces of timber forming a sort of very rudimentary chair, but like a ladder back chair, like a dining chair. Sure. But about 10 metres high at the the highest point, and it was on a viewpoint looking out across the forest. Yeah, brilliant. And it just, it looked amazing, and you really wanted to climb it, and you couldn't. Mm. And then also, I love the stained glass window just hanging in the trees. As you turn onto the, like, you come through the forest, and there's just a massive stained glass window hanging in the trees, and I love that as well. I love the the way it catches the light. I love the fact that it looks different every single time you see it. The way that it's never where I remember it being. That's nice. So each time, suddenly it's there again, and, and there's there's the anticipation, but it's always, it's it's sooner than I thought. And it reveals itself. Yeah, right? yeah that's... Um...
2: Because there's always already something... Kind of cathedrally, like about being in a forest like yes. that. There's such height, and and so to... like dappling through trees, yeah. Yeah.
0: etc. Yeah, love the word dapple.
2: Dapple, it's very good. A dapper apple. And you travel a lot for gigging. Like, Will and I, we travel the UK an absolute time, but you're very international, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah. What would you say is the best sculpture slash, like, iconic thing you've seen on your travels? Oh. Or a few. You don't have to narrow it down.
3: I love a weird, like, little museum or Mm. little. In Oslo, there's a place called the Mini Bottle Gallery. Um, there's a Norwegian billionaire, um, he's made loads of money, since he was a kid he has collected those little miniature spirit bottles that you get in mini bars and, and yeah, and he has made a museum dedicated to those and it's it's bizarre and amazing because...
2: Is there stuff in them or is it just the empty bottles?
3: I think he's drunk all of them
2: um, <laughs> before
3: he started doing it, Yeah, but... There are, like, because there are themed ones, there are there are ones which different spirits have had, different countries have had, there are some which are, you know, made of, of ceramic, and there are little huh. miniature houses, and yeah. there's, like, a, there's a whole section of it with mini bottles that are vaguely sexual, um, There's a slide that goes between the upper and the lower level of the museum. And as you slide down the slide, it plays a... (laughs) (laughs) as, As you go down there. Um, he's made little films about it as well in different languages so that each film is slightly different and only a couple of minutes long but it's the same guy and at the end of each one he strips down to his Speedos and gets into a bath that's just full of empty vodka bottles and, and starts pre- pretending that they're like water. You know, like when Scrooge McDuck yeah, dies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's like that with the with the bottles. It's... I love that. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Imagine
0: that's how you—that's how you should be when you're rich. Yeah, yes. you shouldn't like hoard your stuff like a dragon. Well, so Are you listening, he's, Musk. He's spending—he's spending an absolute fortune to build
3: a cable car for public transport in Oslo Great. as a gift to the city. Wow. Uh, which is just brilliant. Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's spending his money. And it sounds yeah. like he's battered all the time as well. Like, I'm yeah. going to build me a cable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what he's doing is, you
3: know those, those drunk business plans you have with your yeah. friends? He's just doing them.
2: Yeah. We should make
3: a museum of this. <laughs> well, there you go. I've already written the check.
2: I think it was in Norway. The noise next door last time they were there went to a canning museum. Right. Which was all about, like, how you can sardines and things like that. They were like, when else are we going to go to this museum? Let's go. <laughs>
3: it, it's weird. When I was doing uh, the gigs in Afghanistan... We would go and do, like, welfare visits to all the different regiments, different departments. And, and like, we'd spend a day with the guys that move the huge shipping containers of kit around. And that was brilliant because it's just attractive. Oh, my God. My brain
2: a, then was going, what's
3: kit around? Kit around. Kit around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just
2: going to lie down. You guys have a nice conversation. <laughs> so
3: they're like giant forklifts with grabs on. Sure. So they're just like driving tracks, so I can drive those. Mm, and so I had a lovely time around. moving the stuff around. Um, <laughs> and stuff around? It's like kit around. <laughs> <laughs> and like driving armored cars and things like that. And there was a day where they said, right, we're going to go to the super kitchen at, at Camp Bastion. That's not a kitchen that does soup. Soup. It's a massive kitchen. Massive kitchen. <laughs> And we were like, "Oh, that's going to be like the most boring." Because really, we want to go and see like big guns and helicopters. Absolutely, really. of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we got that. The logistics of how they fed everybody was one of the most fascinating days. When they say, "Okay, well, we're doing lunch for sixteen thousand people," um, that means we use a cubic meter of chips every lunchtime. Oh my wow. god! Wow. And so, and each of
0: those has to be transported, and each of those has to be stored. And that's like if you are like Greg Wallace inside the factory, yeah, that you think, yeah, a Bakewell tar, whatever. But you're making, mm. we're making half a million a week. It's yes. incredible. I have a, a friend
3: who's he has like a super specialised job. So he said, right, so you know shipping containers, and I was like, yep. He said, you know, when
2: <laughs> intimately, you, when you go
3: past a, sh- a, a, a like a dockyard. You see those big overhead cranes that Love move them, them around. Was, yeah. He said, well, those move on tracks. And I was like, yeah. He said, we make the clips that hold the tracks. And we're oh, the only wow. company in the world that does. Because there's no need for anybody to compete to do it.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and then the industry standard, nobody wants to buy them from anywhere else. We do them. Yeah. He said, so your status in the company will determine where you were sent on site visits. He said, "So I was out of favour with my line manager. I kept being sent to like Finland in February to have a look at the dockyard <laughs> there. Uh, meanwhile, uh, my boss was checking out a dockyard in the Seychelles.
0: <laughs> That's insane. Mm. I'd love, yeah. So it's not shipping containers. It's not the movement. It's not the track. It's the clip. The clip that holds the track. Yeah. But without that clip, yeah, the whole thing falls apart. The shipping industry falls apart. Yeah." I'd love to be important to something.
2: Oh, I know.
0: Like, I could just run off into Gloucestershire and like, my parents would be sad and Becca would be a bit annoyed. But other than that... Becca would be
2: fuming.
0: Yeah, but she'd go for it. Yeah, she would. The world would carry on. Yeah.
2: I was, But then I always think that. I think, like, my job is not important. Mm-hmm. And yet, even with that, I stick an out-of-office on and go, I'm just having a day off today, guys. And people will see the out-of-office, and so WhatsApp me, the question they just emailed me to mm. try and get it. And you go, no, guys, there's no question anyone could ever have to ask me that requires an answer within 24 Can hours. Can you
0: come to Manchester in February?
2: Yeah, I'm just very... not do you vital. You, do, you,
3: do you remember Mickey D? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love so it, ages ago, he said, if you imagine the comedy circuit is like a bucket of water, and he said, and you've got your hand in it, splashing about, and at some point, you're going to pull your hand out and he said that could be you dying or retiring or moving to another country. He said, but at some point you're going to pull your hand out and there'll be a couple of ripples for a few minutes and then it's pretty much as it was. Yeah. And I kind of regard all of life as like that.
2: See, that's one of the things I love about comedy, though, is that I think it's nigh on impossible to be eternal in comedy. Hmm. That. That like because of the way tastes change, you can have been the biggest comedian in the world, and you might be written down in textbooks or whatever. But you won't be funny in the same way you were in your own time. Like mm-hmm. even stuff like Chaplin or whatever that is still considered comedy greats or you're you're great comedians. They just cannot read in the same way.
0: Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Lee Nelson. And that's it in at the top three.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I had a question. What was
0: I going to ask? Was it? I'm going to ask you a question.
3: Mm. Did you go to the little snack kiosk? Yes. Did you see their amazing, passive-aggressive side of things <laughs> they don't sell?
2: No. Tell ah, us about this.
3: They've got a, a, like a chalkboard inside the side window that says, We do not sell. And then it's been added to in different handwriting over the last 30 <laughs> years. A really long list of things that clearly people have asked for from a kiosk that sells sandwiches and
0: drinks yeah
2: it's it was quite clearly just a cafe yeah
0: i will say the cafe they looked the sandwiches looked delicious
2: yeah they right. looked
0: really good so fair play it's not a terrible cafe like no no so it's good but it's not when you approach the cafe in
3: the car park of the sculpture trail mm-hmm. would you think I bet they sell dictionaries no, no no they don't sell dictionaries thankfully it says it on the list <laughs> they don't sell glue they don't sell staplers they don't sell condoms they don't sell yeah. champagne uh, they don't sell um, inflatable boats
0: uh, it just it's, a, it's an amazing list yeah. I'd love to like imagine walking in going hi do you sell condoms and then going because yeah. you're going for a walk in the forest well guess what these two are going to do <laughs>
2: We want to have risky outdoor sex, but we will not do it without a condom. Like, we're not animals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Safe sex. But in oh, nettles. In nettles. Mm. On the giant's chair.
2: <laughs> that strikes me as the sort of thing you would have done, because you were in sales before comedy. Yeah. It, that strikes me as the sort of thing you would have done in your previous life as a civilian. We did
3: a lot of mucking about yes. in sales.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: I was in the car trade in the
2: 1990s. Well, that says it all really. I spent a lot of my time misselling PPI. (gasps) Yes.
3: (laughs) Or, as we called it, selling PPI. The first person I sold a policy to needed to claim on it almost immediately um, because his house caught fire and he burnt his hands rescuing his daughter and like couldn't work and we continued to pay his car loan for him because of the insurance policy and he mentioned it in the local paper and I would show that to everybody <laughs> and my sales
0: figures were really, really high. It was great. I didn't think this podcast would take the evolution where we'd be the guys going, do you know what was all right? PPI, actually, to be fair. I'm on your side. You guys, claiming it back, you scum. I love it
3: when I get a phone call. Well, when I used to get the phone calls from people saying that I could have been missold PPI. And I was like, dude, I'm the reason you got a job. Yeah.
2: Yeah, You should be thanking me. Yes, you
3: should be thanking me because I was the one that sold it. (laughs) But yeah, we used to muck about so much and everybody would get sacked all the time. But... When you'd been sacked, your friend was now working in the dealership down the road because he'd been sacked two weeks before. So you'd go and work with him and then he'd be promoted and then you'd be promoted and then he'd be sacked and you'd be promoted again. <laughs> I remember once a guy came back to our dealership having been gone for just over a year and his business cards were still in the drawer from when he'd been <laughs> <Wow>. there before.
0: <laughs> what were we getting sacked for? What kind
3: of shenanigans are you get up to? Um, I mean, frequently racing cars around the Bristol Ring Road. Sure. Um, we would do a thing called the silly phrase game. So I'd be talking <laughs> to the customer, and then somebody would come up with a telephone message and like, I'm really sorry, Will, when you've got two seconds, because you'd phone this guy, and they'd hand me the message slip, and, and on it would be a phrase you had to say to the person that you were talking yeah, to, okay. they'll be in some way related to them. Yeah, I saw somebody have to say penis extractor to three nuns who were buying a Renault Espace. <laughs> you know, it, if somebody had thick glasses, it would be prescription windscreen. right? Those would be the kind of things we'd have to say. And you'd get sacked for that.
2: Um, oh, that's nice that there were consequences. <laughs> because yeah. I can see a world where there were no consequences. I'm, I'm sort of glad. Yeah,
3: no, there were lots of... Um, A friend of mine got sacked because our boss turned up one Sunday on his Harley Davidson wearing his Harley Davidson leathers and his Harley Davidson t-shirt and his Harley Davidson helmet and Harley Davidson gloves and pulled up and sort of swaggered towards us and my mate Scantz went... I hope I cope with my midlife crisis better than you are. <laughs> um, and so he was sacked. Um, he was also sacked because he went to work for a Ford dealership and the chairman of Ford UK was there on his first day and said, so, Paul, what are your first impressions? And he said, sorry, mate, don't do impressions. And, That's good. That's funny. You shouldn't
0: lose your job for that. That's
3: nice. He was a liability, in fact. Um, at one point, I was talking to some customers um, and he just kept
0: wandering across the doorway, naked. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I wish I'd worked in, like, the good old days. Every-
2: yeah, I, every job I've ever had, I've needed. There was no way I could have got sacked. Like, the 90s just sounds amazing. Money everywhere and enough jobs that you could oh, get yeah. sacked and move on, whereas now yeah, well, you Well, like, they, oh, they were God. desperate for
3: salespeople, and we used to make tonnes of money because yeah. you'd be paid a percentage of the profit in the car, and...
2: It was just a better time.
3: It was a load of better of time. We
2: were just fucking about being kids then. We could have I was been was doing my
3: sats. You were doing your sats, yeah.
0: Did all right? <laughs> yeah. Look at me now. Look at me now, mum. Yeah.
2: If you had to stop being in comedy
3: yeah.
0: and
2: you couldn't yeah. be in entertainment at all, yeah. would you go back to car salesing? What would you do? I still get now? offered
3: a car sales job every <laughs> couple of months. Do it on the side. No. Fair because enough. You, because you've got to be there a lot of hours. Is it is it free full on? Yeah, yeah, um, and I don't think it's I don't think it's as much fun as it used to be, and I don't think it's as profitable as it used to be because of the stupid internet. People can mm. compare prices, so it's much more difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. to well, I, nail them down to buying the thing from you here and now.
2: I bloody bought my car on Cinch, didn't I? So I'm part of the problem.
3: There you go. You are stopping people with limited social skills paying for their coke <laughs> habits. <laughs>
2: Speaking of fools and idiots, shall we look at some TripAdvisor reviews? Let's look at some TripAdvisor
0: reviews.
2: Okay, so it's a mixed bag. Um, Overall positive. I think it's got three and a half stars overall. Um, And and, you know, what are you going to say? The five stars are all like, hey, do you like walking through a forest looking at things every now and again that are quite nice to look at? Then this is your bag. Um, so a very enjoyable walk through the trees, looking for the sculptures. The shovel bugs are brilliant. I think those are those red things that we were looking at. Yeah. As are the hands hugging the trees.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
2: the whole trail is nearly five miles, but it is well worth doing as the cathedral sculpture is amazing, and it is near the end. Sustained.
0: So backing yes.
2: you up there, Nick. So that's the positive ones. You know, um, worth a visit, but expected more. This is a four star one. I love nature and all it has to offer, and that's what you get here: a good long walk in the woods and. Some sculptures here and there. I think that's roughly right though. You're not like you wouldn't go just for the sculptures, you'd no. go for a walk that had some occasional sculptures yeah, in it. But
0: it. it's free in, the yes. parking was reasonable. You could go for a nice walk with a little bit of points of interest for was it, a fiver to park for four hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could do that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And this person's basically saying there's no toilets on the way around, which no, there aren't. But there's a forest. Get creative. And um I did a poo. And I bagged it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they used to say it was worth seeing, but I wish I'd known how long it was. But also, I think on that, like, yeah, the whole trail is really long. But like, we got there and then looked at the two shortcut off yeah, options yeah. and chose one. And
0: took the middle one.
2: It wasn't wildly difficult. Um, uh, so then, so let's go to the Let's go to reviews. the idiots. Yeah. Um, there's a two star, poor, confusing signage. <laughs> and then I just really enjoyed it have you lost anyone on this trail?
0: Amazing. (laughs) I don't think you could. It was the signage. When was this? We
2: got confused that one time when we came out on that pathway and we just guessed and happened to get it right.
0: Yeah, but I think that we, at one point, ignored a... I I think we ignored, went wrong, got fixed. It wasn't that confusing. Generally, the Mm. signs are just arrows. Yeah. And you go the direction
3: that the arrow points. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, which was what we thought we did, um, but maybe we didn't. Um, so there was that one. That's a two-star. Then With
3: all things like that, I, remember, I read a thing which was a, a commentary from one of the rangers at Yellowstone Park, saying one of the problems we have is that there is considerable overlap between the intelligence of the most intelligent bears and the least intelligent <laughs> tourists. Yeah, <laughs> spot on. And all things like that, yeah, remind me of that.
0: They are, yeah.
2: I just wish I wasn't in the eaten by a bear category of intelligence.
0: Yeah, you would be in Yellowstone Park losing a game of drafts with a bear.
2: (laughs) Somebody's eaten me and just using Mackie's bones as a toothpick. (laughs) So then we've got some one stars. Um, £1.50 for a small packet of crisps. (laughs) A return visit to the superb site... However, this review is regarding the cost of food in the cafe restaurant. I bought a small packet. It's a grab bag because we bought two. And yeah, it's a grab we
0: had our uh, cheese onion. Laura has Howard. Delicious. Yeah.
2: I bought a small packet of Walker's crisps and the charge was pound fifty. And then just in capital letters, it says, how much? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in oh, supermarkets, £1.50, just told me. 75p, And I expect to pay more in this environment, but £1.50 is too much.
0: So, have you been to a cafe before. We paid four fifty for a sausage roll. I can get them cheaper, but not there. That's how it works. Yes. Yeah. That's why petrol in a service station costs more, because you're a captive audience.
2: Yeah, so sorry about the overheads. Um, not as shown on the website, one star. Sculpture Trail, capital letters, question mark. Very disappointing. Spent an hour putting carbon into the atmosphere getting there and an hour doing the same getting back. Sculptures advertised on the website looked...
0: It's not the trails fault where they live. Well, it kind of is.
2: Climate change. Seychelles, it's very hard for me
0: to get to because I live in Brighton. One star.
2: Uh, Sculptures were not very good. Why not update the website and let people know that there's very little to be seen? Because that would be terrible PR. Hell of a marketing <laughs> point. Just updated your website. So it's like, oh, oh, shit. Well, here's
3: our new PR campaign: Sculpture Trail. Not as good as it used to be. It's shit, but it's free. <laughs> uh, yes. What do you expect for nothing? <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> the Sculpture Trail.
2: Now this one. Come is... Come for f-
3: no sculptures. Stay f- for them. the pricey crisps.
2: <laughs> this one's livid. On our final day of our visit to the Forest of Dean, we decided following the sculpture trail would prove a tranquil outing for our dog. It sounds as if they've just sent the dog alone.
0: (laughs) We're going (laughs) ice skating. Enjoy.
2: Off you go, Felicity. We were wrong. After trudging along the path for about a mile and suddenly reaching a fork, we realised that the arrows pointing us on our way had all but disappeared. (gasps) We were left with no other choice but to try three different routes. They
3: kidnapped by elves.
2: None of which prevailed. Meanwhile, the sculptures did not improve matters. In fact, one of them appeared to be a poor recreation of an Aztec tomb used for CITV's temple run.
0: Sure, I know the one. Yeah. So hang on, they're worried that they're lost, but they're also on the sculpture trail. On, if I recall quite well, reasonably well looked after path. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Their mistake is they were trudging. If you trudge, you're never going to have a good
3: time.
2: That's a very good point. You yeah. should have done skipping, and then yeah, you'd have cheered up.
3: Oh, we're just sauntering, walking, walking with just... your umbrella, I was using it as a stick towards the end. Of course, you were.
2: Just as we resolved to use what three words to be airlifted from the godforsaken trail, some fellow dog walkers pointed us in what they guessed was the right direction.
0: So, so they're not alone. They're not lost. They're in the they're in the forest of Dean in the daytime. Yeah. And they have the facility to be airlifted yeah. away from inconvenience. <laughs> it's not quite. What's what's that? The Andes. It's survival where the football team have to eat yeah, each this other. This is a proper FMCL, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
2: The majesty of the forest was the trail's only saving grace. I only feel for the poor soul who witnessed us, exhausted, damp and starving, emerge from the bracken, weeping tears of joy at the prospect of recovering in the overpriced cafe. If any readers are considering the Bear Grill style challenge, I would recommend having a scouting award, a direct line to mountain rescue, or a lobotomy.
0: I wore trainers, didn't have a coat, <laughs> and had a Radisson branded umbrella. It's not quite the Bear grills fucking trail, is was it? was
2: mostly tarmac. It was fun. Oh, man.
3: I've done it in flip-flops. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our final review. Um, uh, where to begin? One. Oh, these are numbered. That's good. Oh, oh. God. <laughs>
0: People are the worst.
2: <laughs> Ridiculously poorly planned car park for which you were charged a minimum of three pounds for using.
0: I will say the car park did annoy me. There were like four exits, but like, come in here, come in here. But then the end I just went and it. up oh, oh.
2: You just missed the end. It oh, was that's really... my fault, isn't yeah. it? I'd
0: get airlifted out. <laughs> Tears of joy.
2: <laughs> Two. Extremely poor way marking even to the beginning of the trail. It was it's opposite the cafe it's so easy. and it has a huge sign on it. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of the trail commences at the Go Ape Experience. Surely the biggest affront to the peace and serenity of the ancient forest of Dean that could possibly be devised. Why in the forest? Three question marks.
0: Well, why put the treetop <laughs> climbing experience in the forest? There's loads of trees there, mate. You can't. You couldn't do it in Lincoln City Centre. There's no trees. <laughs>
2: It must generate money for the forestry commission, I guess, but really dot 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 dot. A five dot ellipsis there. Uh four. On the wayside to the first sculpture, is that a piece of corrugated roofing asbestos in the trees to the right of the path?
3: I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that. No
2: idea.
3: <laughs> I don't want to say, maybe.
2: Uh arriving five. Arriving at the sculpture, there's a couple of bags of dog excrement in plastic bags.
0: They're part of it, though, aren't they?
2: Six, can't bear any more of this place and get out of the car park as quickly as possible, which, given its poor design, wasn't quick enough. I don't know if these people got further than the badger. We need
3: to start culling people (laughs) and badgers, to be fair. Do you think the sculpture, they just thought you go on the trail,
0: you see a sculpture, that's it, and then you go home again. The, The kind of person's like... Is that some corrugated roofing asbestos? Dot dot awful people. I see before me. It's handled towards my hand. Oh or is it just asbestos of
2: the mind? So there you bit go. Of
3: Macbeth I think. There for you, you <laughs> <mean>. Sorry, <laughs> bit of Macbeth there for you. It
0: me. was Macbeth. yeah. Very
2: classy. That yeah, might be the classiest this podcast classy. has ever been. Um, so there you go. If you, I guess, those reviews really sum it up. If you want to go for a walk in a forest yeah. and see a sculpture every nine again, go. Yeah. If that sounds dreadful to you, don't go. If you
0: are the kind of person who can look at an arrow pointing in a direction (laughs) and not be sure what that means, don't go. Um, I think think they'd be better off getting in the sea. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's no arrows there, though. They'd be so
0: flummoxed. Yeah, that's true. Better chance of being
2: airlifted, though.
0: The Atlantic, awfully wet and terribly deep. (laughs) One star.
2: Ludicrous car park. Right, we should stop those dogs from fighting. Nick, thank you so much for sending us. That's Where right. can people find your tour dates to come and hear more of your? Medicines? I will be at
3: random comedy clubs, publicising them badly because I have little to no involvement with social media.
2: Yay! Hooray! That's why Nick's one of the best people.
0: And uh, for next week, we are handing over to you,
2: yes, the listener. It's over to you now. What do you want us to deep dive on? Your choices are: Roll Dahl. Slash the Min Pins.
0: Yeah. Uh, What is art?
2: Mmm. What is art? Um,
3: I mean, obviously, if you do want art, you could look on my wife's website, uh,
0: alicegorton.com, and buy some paintings. Buy some paintings. That is definitely art. Crisp flavours and famous lost things.
2: Hmm, what do you want us to do? The vote is now open, so get voting, and those will be your next two weeks. Uh, if you want to hear the full version of this conversation rather than this edited micro mini version that's had all the fun cut out, then please join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash national treasures, where you will get an extended version of every single episode of National Treasures we've ever put out, plus an extra episode every week of years and years, the fabulous spin-off podcast, where we do a deep dive into a single year of history and tell you all about it. Plus a live stream, plus a Discord, plus our eternal affection, go to Patreon and sign up for £5 a month. Yep. We love you.
0: Goodbye. Bye!